Good morning. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie every Friday here on 1150 AM KKNW. I'll be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Are you guys out there going with the flow? Uh, yeah, we're trying to. <laughs> swimming yet? Anybody swimming out Man, there? Man, it is a wet one out there. Well, God, it's been great for what? Weeks. Uh, yeah, That's about that. I mean, we've, I think, broke a record for the month of January, and we're moving on to February now, and we made national news at the top of the hour. If you guys didn't hear, that was pretty impressive. Not this so, say we want the water, but it's good for us. In and long if you were an ways. artist, right now i just get yeah. one color. <laughs> It'd be gray. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, here we are. We, we made it. Life is good. I'm going to talk about my Woodby Island Retreat giveaway. You have one more week to... Uh, Get in on that. You can go to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie Facebook page. And there's an event page, Woodby Island Retreat Giveaway. And you can just say like and then say something about someone you'd like to give that retreat to or say something about yourself. Like right now, I need a retreat. <laughs> I've been taking care of other people for a week or so, so it would be nice for me to retreat. You know what I'll do? I'll gift you your own retreat from me. How's that? Would you Does that work? Me, Will that tag work? me in that? Can we do that? <laughs> Penny's like, Dina, I'm gonna where have, have you been? I'll just take your phone. I think that's the first start. Exactly. Okay. Well, tomorrow I'm on vacation. See? There you go. I basically, I'm living on Whidbey, but I got called back to Camano three times this week. So I'm staying there at a beautiful house on, uh, gosh, Juniper Bay. You know, I do this intention work. Watch it. Because if you write down what you want, you might get it all at once. And I always start at the first of the year and do that. And that's basically what my work's on. It's the... Setting your intentions, focusing on the beautiful things in the world, listening to your inner voice. If your intuition tells you to do something, you do it. That's when you put your heart and soul into it, the heart chakra. And then the lower chakra is when you physically show up. So every time I do a radio show, I set the intentions of getting here and I physically show up. And every day is an event for everybody. So make sure you start your day with that positive. Let's see. I have a house. I have a place to sleep. I have beautiful children. Count your blessings and then set your intentions. My intentions are to, I want to go with the flow, which, whoops, it's raining a lot. So I'm going to stop that one. But how about, uh, I want to meet fascinating people. I want to make money doing what I love. I want to be in nature. I want to spend an hour by myself each day. So today it was on a ferry. I did my Deepak. Make it sound like a bad thing. Fairies are fun. I didn't even think about it. Everyone's sleeping in their cars. So I did my (laughs) Deepak meditation. Then I got on the ferry, and there's a lot of people that walk the circle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then I walked for about 15, 20 minutes. I could have sat in my car and slept. So now I feel much better about it. But I set my intentions of exercising today and getting my Deepak Chopra in because it's a 20-day challenge. And Oprah does that, and I've done it three times. And this one's about health. What better time of year? Right. Start it off right. To get that party started. There you go. When you want to put your jammies on and eat macaroni and cheese and watch a black and white movie stop staring at me at night, okay <laughs> stop it right now do you have that swear GoPro? you like yeah <laughs> he's got a gopro somehow you patched into my house Gosh. but it, i mean that's hibernating and that's what we're supposed to be doing but it starts to wear on you after the holidays yeah so back off yeah i'm so <laughs> just kidding i can't eat salads right now they don't even taste good but it's I'll all good for you. so we're gonna do the Woodby island retreat you go to lift your spirits with dina marie facebook page uh, like the event and then say, hey, I deserve to get away. Pick me and say something like that. Uh, let's see. I am going to be at Tea with Your Dragon, the 14th and 15th. That's in downtown Stanwood. And I'm doing chakra readings. And chakra readings started, gosh, 30 years ago when I played the rock game with my children. So basically I came up with this game and it shows you your block chakras. 
And I became a hypnotherapist, and I put my rocks in my room, and I was in a spa, and women came up and started doing rock readings with me. And amazing things started to happen, so I combined that with my healing and the hypnotherapy, learned Reiki. So when people come to me, this is what you do on Woodby Island with me, you would come to my spot, and we would do a Reiki session and a chakra reading. We figure out what chakras are blocked. Then I give prescriptions, but the prescriptions usually getting out in the woods or um, relaxing. So you're going to go for a walk with me. We're going to experience a labyrinth. And then we're going to go to Langley, and we're going to go to the Whale Center, and hopefully I book you right when the tide is high, and I'm going to show you some whales. That's my goal anyways. And then we'll have lunch or dinner, depending on what time you come in, and uh, basically after that we'll take a walk on the beach and if you get there for uh, sunset we'll, we'll watch the sunset um, encouraging people if they want to stay the night I can find you an Airbnb or a place to stay there's lots of cool inns there um, but tea with your dragon is this the Valentine's weekend and I will be doing chakra readings there so if you want to experience it it's $25 to come out say hi to me it's a downtown Stanwood tea with your dragon and see what it is that I invented this amazing chakra game that it's changing people's lives, and I. Those are most of my. All my friends are clients of mine, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, let's see. Oh, and then the nor, the Great Northwest Glass Quest is coming up, and I've been doing that for five or six years when I was the chamber director, and it's at Cama Beach State Park or the state parks, and it's Stanwood and Camino. I have a cabin down there by Center for Wooden Boats. I'll be there Sunday and Monday. That's a three-day weekend, President's Weekend. Also, be doing chakra readings there. But if you'd like to experience the uh, the Great Northwest Glass Quest, you come to me first, and I'll help you find one of the clue balls, which gives you a glass float made by Mark and Marcus Ellinger from Glass Quest. Now, Marcus has been on the show, and uh, Mark, but uh, Glass Quest. Look up their um, website, and you'll see these beautiful glass floats. I have like eight of them now because I know where to find the plastic clue ball, and all these. Businesses pay for uh, the Glass Quest uh, floats, and you go to their businesses and you try to find a clue ball. So it's all between Stanwood and Camino Island, but I'll be out there uh, for two days, and that begins uh, February 14th. So it's two weeks, and it goes all week, both two weeks, and you would come to Stanwood. They'll give you a catalog or a book, and it'll show you where to go. It's, it's a hunt, and you can bring your kids. It's a lot of fun. And if you want to stay, there's a, the Cama Beach State Park has cabins, so you could call them. But um, I'm pretty speeding up here. <laughs> there's a lot going on. And then, of course, if you want to come out to Woodby Island, you can do your day retreat with me. I'm offering that up till uh, May because we have whale season coming up. And I really want people to experience a whale. Whether you see it with me or I teach you how to do it on your own. Uh, it'll change your life, and it'll it'll make you appreciate our waters that much more and how important they are for the whales. And actually, they're um, kind of, if our whales pass away, that's not a good sign for us. <laughs> so let's take care of our waters. Uh, let's see. Life is pretty exciting. We are going to do a, a first Friday of the month from now on. And joining me today is? Bernadette Pager. And who's going to be taking over that first Friday? Uh, me, I hope. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, we were introduced uh, by Michael, and um, he's going to be joining us in a little bit because mm -hmm. it is raining outside. Just a little bit. Would you give us a, a, a report on the roads? Uh, bad. Just, <laughs> yeah, just take the time to meditate 
Yeah, listen to your favorite podcast. We have a new traffic or, gal. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you need to have some music behind See, her. Next, first Friday, she could do the weather for you. and the, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, but stay calm. That's it, you know. Um, some of the things that you said, I just love listening to you, uh, you know, prior to right now. And, <laughs> like, I had to grab a, a sticky note here to, to write down things I wanted to comment on because they so overlap with what I do, with my mission in life. Um, and one of them was you said, listen to you, your intuition and follow your intuition. And so much about modern life tells you to shut off your intuition. And that's where we get into a lot of trouble, I believe, is not listening to that gut instinct, not doing what you feel is right for you, for your family in the moment. So many decisions are made on what's expedient, what will earn you the money or continue in what you think you should be doing. You're, you're listening to your brain instead of your heart and soul. And we need to get back to, to really um, listening to that inner voice more. And then when you said salads don't even sound good, see, that's listening to your inner voice because seasonally, you know, we don't have salad growing in the Pacific Northwest. So, you know, the vegetables should be more the kind that are, are warmed and and that would be, you know, so don't feel guilty for not eating Yeah, more mac right and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not necessarily too much mac and oh, cheese, okay. but organic, right. um, oh, you go. know, is... Bernadette, yeah. you are hired. Oh, thank you. Flat out. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Now, let the listeners know what your passion is. Okay. Well, my passion is, let's see, the best way to sum it up is scientific integrity and public health policy. Uh, we don't have that right now. We have a lot of public health policies that serve uh, government goals that don't necessarily meet science anymore. And that also, because the government works so closely with the pharmaceutical industry, um, they serve the goals of the pharmaceutical industry. And sort of the best way to sum up where we are with this whole government corporate complex is we've got a conspiracy of good being driven by a conspiracy of greed. And I can talk more about that, you know, as we go on. Um, so I'm not sure where, like, do you want me to talk about? Well, I think that was really good. And what's the group that you, you're affiliated yeah. with? So I am currently co-president of Informed Choice Washington. That's informedchoicewa.org. And we're a nonprofit. We're a 501c3 and now newly a 501c4, which means that we can lobby a whole lot more without people um, pointing their fingers at us. And... Um, our, our, that's our mission, scientific integrity and public health policy, uh, focused especially on vaccines. So what we do is we educate. We educate the public, legislators, even public health officials. Uh, we speak with the Secretary of Health, the Vaccine Advisory Committee through the Department of Health. We have uh, health conferences. We do library events. We had some billboards. Unfortunately, some billboards are being taken down. We're trying to find out wow. <laughs> why. Um, really, we're just uh, one of our um, key phrases is it's not the missing. It's not misinformation. It's the missing information. Wow. And knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. And we're so busy. How can we investigate all this stuff so you could do it for us? And then we could go to your website yes. and, and get updated yeah. on things. Yes. There's a lot going on right now. And I'm after the break, I want to talk about vaccines. Okay. 
You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Lady Wells Vitality Spa and Sauna brings women the ancient health benefits of sauna, steam, and hydrotherapies. Located in the vibrant Greenwood neighborhood, they provide a friendly, beautiful, and affordable environment where women can relax, socialize, and improve their health. The spa features a hot whirlpool, a warm soaking pool, a cold plunge pool, dry cedar sauna, and a steam bath. Retreat your body, mind, and spirit today. For more information, visit ladywellspa.com. Aloha! Join me, Dina Marie, on the island of Kauai. Let me be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. You'll receive daily healing sessions and experience fun, interactive outings to some of my favorite places, sacred sites, secluded beaches, and sunrises that will lift your spirits. Go beyond the tourist spots, meet fascinating locals, and leave with amazing memories. Retreats are based on your schedule and budget. For more information, visit liftyourspiritswithdinamarie.com. Curious about whales in the Pacific Northwest? Orca Network's Langley Whale Center celebrates and shares the lives of gray whales, orcas, and other marine mammals of the Salish Sea. The Langley Whale Center is a project of Orca Network, a nonprofit that is based on Whidbey Island. The Langley Whale Center gives Orca Network the opportunity to have a public presence to share the excitement about the whales and marine mammals who are our neighbors. The Whale Center in Langley gives visitors and residents alike a chance to to learn more about the endangered southern resident orcas who visit our area and about the North Puget Sound gray whales, a small, unique population of gray whales who find sustenance in the waters of Saratoga Passage and Possession Sound each March through May. Check out the Orca Network and Langley Whale Center on Facebook for the latest whale sightings, educational programs, and events, or visit orcanetwork.org for more information. You'll be glad you did. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie and Bernadette Pagers with me from Informed Choice Washington. Mm-hmm. Let's talk vaccination. Vaccination, the big <laughs> V word. Um, you probably have a very awoke audience, as they say. So maybe when they hear the word vaccine, they aren't triggered to like, <gasps> you know, be polarized like I love vaccines or I hate vaccines, but they understand that vaccines are simply products, pharmaceutical products, and you must be fully informed about them. Um, You know, there's a lot of marketing messages out there. In fact, what I found really interesting um, in December at the World Health Organization Global Vaccine Safety Summit, a leading person named Heidi Larson, who is head of the Vaccine Confidence Project, um, has on a slide that, you know, public health and pharmaceutical companies hire advertising agencies. And they and she said that the advertising agencies might not understand the danger of over-promoting their products. Okay? So that's sort of where we are because the over-promotion is vaccines are safe and effective, and if you say otherwise, you're a kook. And nothing, of course, could be further from the truth. These are... Pharmaceutical products grown in labs because there's bacteria or viruses that first have to be grown live, inactivated or killed in some way, combined with a cocktail of things to make them attempt to um, wake up the immune system, um, and each is is unique in how its formulation. And so they're designed to create a very strong immune reaction. And with 
as with any pharmaceutical product, you've got non-responders and over-responders and everybody in between, right? They try to make these products so that the majority of people get a little bit of antibody protection from a from a particular antigen, which would be, you know, a pathogen like measles or mumps. Um, and very few are either non-responders or over-responders where they experience harm from that product. But both exist. And, you know, they keep shutting down the voices that saying, hey, I'm in either group and I'm being endangered here. So I like to bring the conversation away from the emotion, away from the propaganda to the product. Let's just talk product, what they can do, what they can't do, what the science is on each vaccine product. And I remember the first time I took my little newborn baby mm-hmm. and I had to read and some of some of the, the effects were death. I mean, yes. And I was shocked, but I didn't feel like I had a choice. Right. The, so the, I did it. Yeah. The public health pressure is, yeah, you know, there's these little things that give you very little. It's not fully informed consent. The, the legislation has evolved. In 1986 was the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act, which removed liability for injury or death from vaccine makers and anybody who administers a vaccine. And this is for all vaccine categories that the CDC recommends to children. And then later on, pregnant women and their unborn children were added. Even though no vaccine's been licensed for use in pregnancy for protection of the infant, the CDC off-label still recommends them. So any of those vaccine product categories, so hepatitis B, no matter what brand, if a new one comes on the scene, if it's hepatitis B, it you're, you get this liability protection, which makes it a golden goose for vaccine makers. If, if they're off the hook for any injury or death. Um, and, and do the yeah. doctors actually know anything about the drugs that's, or the they're drugs, right? Putting them into these infants. Yeah, they're they're technically called biologics because they're you know they're not made up of chemicals put in a in a lab. They are they are grown and then chemicals added or genetically altered. But they go through a different process, and FDA has different licensing rules. But as a doctor, would I know everything about that drug before I put it into an infant? Absolutely not. Unfortunately, in in schools, the um, in medical school, doctors get just a couple of hours on vaccines. And generally, it's here's the CDC schedule. And here's how to talk to hesitant parents. So they do trust the pharmaceutical companies? Is that what this um, is about? I, you know, I, I guess. Yeah. So I, I don't really know what to say about the mindset of individuals going into medicine. I'm sure they most of them enter wanting to help and heal, and then they get kind of sort of caught up in that allopathic training. Mm-hmm. Um, my son has a fantastic um, allergist who started off as a traditional MD, and then he himself got very ill, and traditional medicine couldn't help him. And so he went back to school in order to in a more natural way to find out how to heal himself. And he realized in the process that he was in love and dependent on pharmaceuticals, right? Which only mask symptoms as opposed to getting the real healing, you know. And sometimes they can be necessary. In an emergency situation, sometimes these things are life-saving, but they're not the answer to health moving forward. And I'm kind of squirreling off the topic here, but 
Yeah, well, I had three children. And again, the first one I was shocked. Just like when I bought it, I have to say, just when I bought a house and I saw all the interest the bank was going I was like shocked. Are you kidding me? Because yeah. my eyes are open at two, like 22, let's say. And so then after that, I kept doing what the schools told me. But back then there was three. It wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my daughter now, she had, there were so many shots, she didn't even know what my grandson was getting at first yeah. until she started like saying, okay, enough is enough. Why are you giving these extra shots to my son? And then for me, I remember my teenage son, uh, he was like in middle school mm-hmm. and then he got the mumps mm-hmm. and I didn't know what was going on. So we take him to the hospital and everything, but he actually got the mumps from the shot. Well, it's a live vaccine and there is the chance that um, it can begin to replicate and turn into full-blown mumps or measles or rubella because it's a triple live vaccine. Um, Merck, though, has been um, in court, accused of fraud by two of their own scientists. For 10 years, they've been dragging their heels in court, but it finally this year made it to the discovery phase and the trials happened, and I'm I'm hearing that we're getting very close to a verdict. So what the scientist says was that they spiked, they were told by their bosses they had to spike the the blood that the tests were being run on to show very high levels of antibodies so that they could secure excuse, exclusive license to the mumps vaccine so they could have exclusive license to the triple MMR in the United States. So if you want a measles vaccine, you only have Merck's MMR. Um, if you want a mumps vaccine, you go to MMR. If you want a rubella vaccine, you go to MMR. Um, but Merck is, they may lose their license, but the FDA is is trying to fast track GlaxoSmithKline's version. I don't think it's any better. Their rubella is also troublesome, like the Merck's portion of rubella, because it is grown on aborted fetal um, cells, which is very problematic from a moral and scientific standpoint. Um, but there we are. Yeah. And, and Merck does this because people are making money. Oh, a big money. And, you know, you hear it say, oh, nobody makes money on vaccines. Well, just go to Merck's quarterly statement. You will see that topping the list of their top 10 products, Gardasil is way up there. It's huge. They make so much money from from their Gardasil HPV vaccine. And they're also on trial for fraud regarding that vaccine. Um it's a very dangerous one. It's the only vaccine that Informed Choice Washington flat out says, no, do not get. You know, do your research, but don't get it. The others we say, do your research. It's up to you. And, you know, we really huge caution um, space. Do other things to protect yourself individually. But the HPV vaccine is so dangerous. And, and you know this because yeah. people tell their stories. People tell their stories and the science is there. And now this, the studies are coming up. Out showing that cervical cancer rates are rising in the populations who have received the HPV vaccine. Here's the problem with healthcare: if we're healthy, no one's going to make any money. Yeah. So it's a good. I don't. I'll bring this up. I used to work at a grocery store, and this is why I don't do a flu shot. It was perfect. The school starts; they do the flu shot. That's when everybody's getting together. Mm-hmm. Kids come home, and the bottom line is, I was in charge of the um, not meds, but the over the counter. Mm-hmm. drugs and they everyone had the same cough or this every year because i've done this for 13 years and it was cleared out as soon as that flu sh- shot or whatever the shot was that mm-hmm. they were giving out it was always the same thing whether that was a cough or uh, a stomach issue but it was 
the same meds. So everybody in my community had the same thing at the same time when the flu shot came out. Yeah. So I never did it. I never did the flu shot. Yeah. And there's a couple different modes of action why that will happen. Um, you can be reacting to the flu shot. It's not giving you the flu. It's a it's a dead um, vaccine, but your body's reacting to it as if it's a poison. So you, it's going to detoxify. And you, how does your body detoxify? Well, it clears through the nasal passages. It just wants to clear you. Mm-hmm. Um, but what the other thing it also does, and the studies are there, and we have them on our website, it shows that it, it suppresses your immune system and makes you susceptible to other upper respiratory infections or other um, pathogens that you may have been exposed to. Because at any time, you could swab anybody's nasal passages and their nose and throat, and you will find um, bacteria and viruses that are, that are not harming them because their immune system is very strong. It's blocking them as it's supposed to block. Um, but if you get the, when the flu, for two weeks following the flu vaccine, you're susceptible to these things. So then you get you know, your oh, yeah. ha- Halloween comes up at the exact same time. Oh, so your sugar is plummeting your immune system. <laughs> your kids system. are in school. Right. It's just the worst time right. because it's, it's going to spread. And I just always thought, what? how much money is made yeah. in, in this? A lot. And this a is lot. a long time ago. So I was just I was just yeah. paying attention, really. Yeah. I was being conscious. And I just think, too, I was uh, did watch the video you sent me. And about when we were kids, like we had the chicken pox party. Mm-hmm. But also they said it, the measles weren't reported because people just stayed home yeah. and got better. And mm-hmm. they only saw the people that had the complications. Yes. So the numbers were much uh, higher or lower? Lower. Because most people just got over it at home with their family. And their immune system got stronger because they had the, the measles. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what healthcare is, is keeping yourself healthy, which is eating right, exercise, sleeping, mm-hmm. uh, turning off your television, going to bed early. Yeah. <laughs> any, any of those things. And right. then... When we get hit by, as somebody says, we, we have cancer all the time. It's just but our immune system is, if it's healthy, it's helping us. Right. So, right. So weakening your immune system would probably be a bad idea? It would be a very bad idea, yeah. And one of the things I find fascinating um, about seasons of, like, flu season, you know, when they go around is viruses uh, do really well in very dry um uh, situation. So in the in the fall and winter, you're turning on your heat, you're drying out the air, it's drying out your mucosal passages, your nose and your throat. Well, the viruses will stay afloat in the air longer if it's dry. And if your nasal passages are dried out because you're in a dried room because the heat is on, it weakens the barrier that would prevent those viruses from invading you. Okay. So they have found that if you just make sure that you stay in an optimally humidified room and you keep yourself at, you know, the, from drying out, then your risk of, of catching a virus goes way down. Those viruses will be grabbed by the, the moisture in the air and drop more quickly to surfaces. And this is for measles also. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we have time for me. Well, to- I'm just going to say that's why Mother Nature is a cure-all. I'm yeah. walking by salt water, which we know... Breathing that in is probably good for me. And yes. then being outside, yeah, being people are in heated indoors all the time. Some people mm-hmm. don't even go out and know that nature's out there. Yeah. It's your car, your office, and your home. Yes. Wow. Always in an, an artificial environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other day, it was just yesterday, and like I had to get out of someplace because the lights were so intrusive. And she's like, Are you okay? I'm like, No, I can't take these lights. Mm-hmm. But I'm so used to being in natural lighting. So. That's a whole nother show, but we're going to take uh, one more break. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. 
Need information about your child's vaccinations? Informed Choice Washington is a nonprofit organization of parents, family members, medical professionals, educators, and Washingtonians from all walks of life. They believe in personal freedoms and individual choices, including healthcare choices. Their mission is to advocate for vaccine policy reform based on scientific integrity and individual health needs, to promote education about healthy immunity, and to protect informed consent and medical freedom in Washington state. To stay informed, visit informedchoicewa.org. Informed Choice Washington envisions the future where every doctor is fully trained in identifying vaccine risk factors and recognizing vaccine injury. Every child is afforded a personalized approach to disease prevention, and every parent has the freedom to make the best health care decisions for themselves and their families. They know every child matters. Go to informedchoicewa.org today. Need a day away? Indulge yourself in a sanctuary of rest at the Seaside Spa and Salon, located in historic waterfront Coopville on beautiful Whidbey Island. Seaside Spa and Salon specializes in organic spa treatments, Their goal is to create a place for you to regain balance and to uplift your spirits. Check out their website for information on spa packages and gift certificates. Visit SeasideSpaAndSalon.com or like them on Facebook to plan your day away today. Are you feeling blocked? Are you frustrated or confused? If so, take some time to stop and step off the treadmill so you can receive the guidance and the support you need to take your life in a new direction. A client of mine called me a personal trainer for the body, the mind, and the spirit, and she added, Dina Marie does not heal you. She gives you the tools you need to heal yourself. If you're ready for a change, I'm here for you. In person, our phone sessions are available by appointment. Visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Broaden your horizons. You'll be amazed at all the topics we cover on Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits Radio, and I'm Bernadette Pager, your host. I want to introduce to you this morning Dr. Michael Brenneman. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. Thank you for being here today. Was it tough getting here? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> We're all swimming. Yeah. So, Michael, you and I have known each other maybe two years now? Yes, I yeah? think so. Yeah, and we met over a very non-controversial topic, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember yeah. our first meeting, actually. First, yeah, I don't, I don't recall the, the first, but uh, Michael and I do work together over uh, the whole vaccine issue, vaccine policy reform. He, too, stands for Scientific Integrity in uh, Public Health Policy. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into uh, the vaccine movement? Where are your roots here? Yes, uh, it starts in 1976. I was a chiropractic student. I was in clinic. I had uh, several patients that had established. One was a a small family, uh, grandma and grandpa, dad. uh, The family was involved in the first swine flu vaccination program. Oh, dear. And all four were injured by the vaccine. And what was the nature of their injuries? They, uh, the two older people had Guillain-Barre, which was the mm-hmm. first time I'd ever heard of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the younger two uh, were also ill. They were told by their doctors that uh, they had gotten a hot batch of mm-hmm. the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And that was what had injured them. 
you don't hear that term a hot batch anymore. Uh, earlier on, there was more transparency and honesty in such things, but now I'm told, and there's some memos floating around out there from pharmaceutical companies, that they split up batches in That's order to not be able to have these clusters of hot batches, which makes it much more difficult to identify problems going That's on. That's my understanding as well. Yeah. Could, can you explain um, what the symptoms of Guillain-Barre are? Uh, they, were, they were paralyzed wow. in their limbs. Uh, they were unable to walk. They were hospitalized for an extended period of time. Uh, pretty scary stuff. Do you fully recover from that? I, I knew them for another year before I graduated from college, and they were still affected by it mm. at that time. There was recently, um, I don't, uh, are you aware of the High Wire show with Del Bigtree? Yes. Yeah, at YouTube, I recommend people go check that out on YouTube, the High Wire with Del Bigtree. Absolutely. Um, and he recently had a, a an adult male, a dad, um, uh, forgive me if I can't remember, it's like a firefighter, just, or I can't remember exactly, but something like that, very physically fit man, and he got a Tdap, and his his life is, yeah, n- will never be the same. It, Absolutely. You know, I encourage people to watch that to see what can happen. Um, but we don't want to scare people here. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, infections exist. And there are products that target those infections. And just like any other health issue, say pain, painkillers exist. If you are really concerned about opioids, that doesn't make you anti-pain medication. Good point. Good point. Um, If you're concerned about the overuse of antibiotics, that doesn't make you anti-antibiotic. the conversation is silenced around any criticism of vaccine products, and that's what we really work hard um, to overcome because, you know, we're being shut down all the yeah, time. Yeah, and I think, too, it, when it hit, hits home, mm-hmm. some, you know, like soldiers go off to battle, you don't understand until they come home the yeah. effects of that. And I know that, Michael, we had to have the nicest talk the other day <laughs> at the Camelot Golf Course. I, synchronicity, how I was on the island. He was there at the same time, and I had the time. It was amazing. But you told me about how, finding your baby book. Yes. And that's, it really hit home. Yes. So as a child, I would be probably the first generation of vaccine-injured children. And I have this baby book right in my hand right here. Oh, wow. So it's a real thing. Uh, I got a flu shot on March 10th, 1953, and I was hospitalized. And on intravenous uh, medication, some, I, whether it was hydration, something. Um, over the period of time, I also had three DPT shots within 100 days of my birth. Mm. And I developed a rash all over my body. My, 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 this is in my mom's handwriting. Uh, they told her to, uh, that I was going to starve to death because her breasts were too small. So she needed. Get, oh my God! She sorry. needed to get. Me, <laughs> she needed to get me on. Uh, I think it was like Soyalac or Enfamil or something like that. And so I had this rash all over my body. About the time that it went away, I went in for another DPT shot, and then it came back. And then there's reference in there several times about finding out what foods that I could s- still eat. So I've been a, an activist in this, in this movement for a long time, but I had no idea until just very recently that wow. I'm, I'm actually, maybe that's something that's a, 
a driver for me mm-hmm. is that I'm actually one of those people. And you feel like it affected your childhood? Yes. I grew up with eczema. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was symmetrical. It was on both sides of my body in the same places. It was common for me to have probably hydro, hydro uh, cortisone. Uh, all, to all the time. All the time. All the time. Uh, head headaches. Uh, more recently, I met a woman in a nursing home that had been babysat by my mother. And she said, Dr. Mike, I remember you when you were a little boy. I said, what do you remember about me? She said, you were the kid that pounded your head on the ground and tied a belt around your head and had us drag you around the house by your hair because it made your headache feel better. So that's encephalitis is what that is, is brain swelling. And I was, vaccines. I was raised right up here in Factoria, and I'm having, like, childhood memories right now, and I was always sick. And, and you and I have that same, the canary, it's an issue, everybody, because you're just sensitive to things like perfume and yes. mold, and, and I can smell everything. But I had all those same hydrocortisone, all that stuff was, yeah. I had allergies all the time. Yes. I've been changing my lifestyle since I was 18, as soon as I moved out, and I don't have allergies. I don't have asthma. I honestly don't get sick unless I eat the food my granddaughter's eating. <laughs> That's it, right? But I just think when it hits home and, and it becomes your passion because you know personally. Yes, it's, it's, uh, it's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's- I, I raised four children. Uh, my wife <laughs> raised four children. I was along for the ride. Uh, they were not vaccinated. And we were always browbeaten, uh, how are you going to feel as a parent when your child is paralyzed for life from, from polio vaccine? Or those are the kind of ploys that the doctors mm-hmm. or the nurses were using. And I always had the reply, how would I feel knowing what I know? How would I feel if I got them the vaccination and then they were injured? I would feel much worse. So that's and That's for, been my position. And for me, I, I started researching, researching. This is back when you had to read books, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I did choose religious reasons for my kids not to as they, they came to teen, you know, it was like the very end of their school career. But I didn't even know the back of that paper was there until I researched it, right? So there are options. People can choose not to get vaccinations and still go to school, Bernadette? Yeah, in Washington State, we still have uh, exemptions, medical exemptions. If you medically qualify that they were contraindicated according to, um, you know, the vaccine insert or the CDC or the doctor's best judgment of what he has seen from, like, your family history. Um, But we also have personal philosophical exemptions. So if you've done your own research, you just feel this is not right for you or your family. It's not your health paradigm. You can say no. And we have religious exemptions. So if, it, if, if you're morally opposed to it, and, and you don't have to belong to any church. It's just um, your own personally held religious beliefs give you that constitutional freedom. And, I, but we're trying to hold on to these because other states have lost them. We lost the personal exemption to the MMR last exec, uh, legislative session. And um, some political parties and major medical associations have made it their number one goal to remove all personal and religious exemptions and, and give you really no option unless you just completely remove yourself from the, the daycare or school system. And, you know, I posted something <laughs> on Facebook and I didn't know people were that, like, really upset about all this. I thought, you know, like myself, mm-hmm. I would read, 
I would be informed. I would make decisions, and my decisions with my children are my personal choice. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know people were so gung ho. And I, I, if you guys, if everybody out there likes vaccinating, vaccinating their children, great, wonderful. But I did not know people were that torn. Uh, you know, left and right, or right and left. I don't know. Yeah. I had no idea. So, what is used in order to sort of cause the divide is public health tells the messaging is you get vaccinated to protect your neighbor, to protect the other children in school. But if you look at the science of the product, remember the beginning of the show, I said we have to talk about the actual products. I could go swiftly down the list. Tetanus is not a communicable infection. Your vaccination status hurts no one. Diphtheria and pertussis vaccines are antitoxins. They do not prevent you from becoming infected and transmitting the infection. So whooping cough, which is pertussis, is breaking out in fully vaccinated children who are passing it to the newborn siblings. Often they are asymptomatic. They don't know that pertussis vaccine is, is, is causing a huge dilemma here. So anyway, so your vaccination status with pertussis, with whooping cough, is actually negative impact because you don't know if you're carrying or not. Um, the mumps vaccine, as you said, with your own son, your son got the mumps vaccine and he still got the mumps because uh, Merck is on trial for fraud and that one just does not work. It's got primary and secondary failure, means it doesn't work for some people in the beginning and for others it fades really fast. Measles actually suffers from the same thing. Primary, 2 to 10% of people won't respond to two doses of a measles vaccine in the MMR. And the CDC's own studies show that 20 years past your two MMRs, 30% of adults are no longer protected from measles, and a third dose doesn't help. Nobody's talking about this, but they should. So, your me- again, your measles vaccine status doesn't really guarantee you're protecting your neighbor or anybody else. And so it's important to know what the products can and can't do. So when you make that personal decision, you know your risks, community risks, you know, and the whole thing. And there are things you can do. Wash your hands. If you don't feel well, stay home. Take your temperature. Um, you know, do all those proactive things to ensure that you're, um, uh, you're healthy and you're a good citizen. And I think that's society. We don't get to rest. We don't get to stop. We don't get yeah. to stay home with our children. And it just goes back to society. We're moving too quick, too fast, doing too much. And my whole model, motto for the last eight years is less is more. Mm-hmm. When did we start giving so many shots? Right. I mean, there, how many more shots are we giving now than we did when my children were little? Well, a lot you, more. A, a, a lot more. So there was the DPT and polio. Um, and then later on came the MMR. Depends on your age, whether you got that, you know, how you got that. But now if you count every antigen, you get birth to 18, 72 doses of vaccines. If you get everyone recommended by the CDC. Well, well we're going to take our last break and then we're going to do something hopeful. We're going to say, what can we do? You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Stay tuned. Looking for a getaway from the city that will lift your spirits? Experience hands-on glassblowing and stay in your own private charming guest cottage at Lake Martha near Stanwood, Washington. Enjoy beautiful sunsets, plus kayaking, swimming, canoeing, and fishing. Starry Night Glass Art and Lake Martha Cottage are located 50 miles north of Seattle near Kayak Point, Warm Beach, and Camino Island. Come for the day or an overnight stay and experience an on-site private glassblowing lesson for yourself. To find more information on how to book your getaway at Lake Martha Cottage, go to Lake Martha Cottage and Glassblowing Studio on Facebook or visit StarryNightGlassArt.com to see their services, artistic handcrafted memorials, wine toppers, 
pendants and ornaments created with care and compassion. You will arrive as a visitor and leave as a friend at Lake Martha Cottage and Glass Blowing Studio. Are you looking for a realtor? Rebecca Sayer from Infinity Real Estate and Development in Seattle is a real estate broker with a passion for helping people with an enjoyable and successful home buying experience. Infinity is focused on empowering positive futures for each of our clients as well as the community. With a deep local knowledge in green and sustainable properties and housing models, Rebecca is committed to connecting people with the right property. She can help you access a home that will increase your quality of life reduce electromagnetic and toxic product exposure, plus your carbon footprint. Rebecca serves on the Northwest Eco Building Guild's Education Committee, where she is helping develop a series of courses for people who have an interest in living more sustainably, be it in a home or an apartment, through classes that share the tricks, tools, and resources available. To connect with an agent that serves you and your community, reach out to Rebecca at Rebecca at InfinityRed.com today. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 AM KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits Radio, and I'm Bernadette Pager here with Michael Brenneman. And we are going to finish off this hour with giving you some hope here. We, we don't want to leave you between fear of infection and fear of vaccines. We want to teach you what you need to do in order to remain healthy. So Michael, what's, what's step number one? Well, one of the things that I have been talking about for 40 years in my practice is that we've come from a culture, uh, a belief system that you didn't really have to take care of yourself anymore. Because if anything went wrong, you could take the wonder drug. You could have the bad parts cut out. And it's just nonsense. We know now that self-care awareness, fresh air, clean water, pure food. It's a challenge uh, even to find that. People have to go out of their way. So I think the number one thing to, for, for the hope and for the uplift is to say, hey, get out there and, and open your eyes and find out who's growing your food. Maybe it's coming from China or Peru or somewhere. When you could have bought it from the little farmer down the street that you know the face and the place where the food came from and start moving in that direction uh, it, it's not easy kids control a lot of times they'll they'll see the marketing and they're controlling mom I'm just saying mom you start controlling kids mm-hmm. buying them better food less sugar less preservatives those types of things more organic is sensible just clean food mm-hmm. all food used to be organic. Yeah, we literally are made out of the food that we eat. And one of the most amazing discoveries in the past few decades has been about the microbiome, the gut biome. Uh, And we know that 70% of our immune system is in our gut. And in order to feed this healthy microbiome that, that keeps us healthy, it requires certain foods. You need your prebiotics, you need onions and garlic and and, and broccoli and 
um, you know, the foods that, that nature provides so that you stay in harmony. And so all of those things that we knew, you know, an apple a day, well, there's scientific proof of why that apple a day really is good for you. So I agree, learn and be excited by what you can do to change your lifestyle. Don't get overwhelmed to change one thing at a time um, to improve your health. And then the other things I recommend to people are study the infections that are being marketed to you. Measles, mumps, whooping cough, study them. Um, There's a great BBCH, Building Bridges for Children's Health, with um, immunologist Tatiana Obukhanich, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. You can sign up with that, and she will educate you on the immune system and what your body does to fight viruses and bacteria. And then you'll have this sense of power. You know what to do. You can make decisions. And then also study the products that the pharmaceutical industry designs and markets and that public health pushes on you that target those infections and decide whether or not those are right for you and will work and look at short and long-term impacts of those. And from that, yeah, from that place of knowledge, not fear, you can begin to make um, really good decisions for your family. Yes. And that's a good point that you made early in the the microbiome. I went to uh, Palmer College of Chiropractic. I graduated in 1977. Our immune system was basically in our lymph and blood. We didn't know there was 70% of our immune system was in the gut back then. And all the antibiotics, all of the things that that we've been using uh, have made an artificial health in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. You've got people that are just maintaining their diseases. You hear it all the time. My fibro, my diabetes, my heart disease, my whatever it may be. And it's, it's a part of our upbringing that we, we've been ignorant. Yeah, the it's not nor- stupid. We just don't know. Yeah, they've been normalizing bad health. And yeah. that, you know, they've been normalizing um, bad behavioral. I shouldn't say bad behavioral. Um, but, you know, behavioral health in children. I mean, this is not normal. When I was a kid growing up in the 60s and 70s, I didn't, ha- I didn't know any child who had an EpiPen, for instance. Well, they hadn't invented it yet because there wasn't a market for it yet because there weren't so many food allergies yet, right? And I have to mention a book, Diet for a New America. Mm. That book, I read it at 17 because I told him like over here had a, a health food store. But I just went in there. I didn't even know what, I, what a health food store was. It had water that didn't have fluoride in it. That store became my best friend. And I left a house when I was sick. I mean, every over-the-counter, I was, you know, they were always feeding me something. It took me a year to, I was teaching aerobics, I was healthy, I exercised, I changed my diet. And now, it's measurable because I look 10 years younger than everybody else I know. Now they're like, darn it, Dina, she did breastfeed her kids. Darn it, Dina, she did quit eating meat for a while, but sometimes I do eat meat, but I want to make sure it's, it's healthy, the good kind, raised from someone I know. But you know what? It really does. Over time, you can see in your life the quality of your life. Mm-hmm. And I feel fear when I was feel, uh, signing that thing for my kid. I felt fear. And we started the show with your intuition mm-hmm. and listening. God, let's bring it all the way around to your gut. Yes. <laughs> yes. Your yes. gut yes. health, your right. intuition. And you're going to have to do something that's going to be scary because you're going to have to tell your doctor, wait, I want to go home and I want to read this 
really read this before you put something in my baby's body. And I told you that I had rheumatic fever. And a year ago, my doctor called me, and he's retired, and he said, thank you, Dina. Thank you for taking charge of your health, being an advocate for yourself, because all I could do was feed you meds. We should have him on the show with us because yes. he can yeah. say now he yeah. has freedom. He did not have freedom before. Yeah. He couldn't make money doing it that way. Yeah. And it's sad. One thing I, I absolutely love with science, the closer science looks at life, you get down to the center of an atom. It's just pure energy. And when you, when you talk about gut instinct, it's a feeling. It's an energy. It's inside you. Science knows that your immune system is in the gut, that so many decisions are made there. The symbiotic thing is happening. Intuitively, forever, humans have listened to that gut. And the more science learns, the more spirituality blends with science. You cannot separate them. And, I, and I'm more of a science girl. I talk the science language that appeals to me. But more and more, I'm, I'm hearing that the language of intuition and, um, and, and faith and spirituality, a lot of times, there really isn't the huge division that we think there is. There's a lot of overlap. It's just we all have different voices we like to listen to and different ways speak to us. Listen to your gut. And my mm-hmm. books are Energy Matters. And it does. Mm-hmm. Because I attract amazing people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm doing the right thing, I attract the most amazing people. You will be doing... The first Friday of the month. One more time, who you are? I'm Bernadette Pager with Informed Choice Washington. I just feel really excited today. And Michael, give him a little plug for your business. Uh, I'm up in Smoky Point. Uh, it's Cascadia Chiropractic and Massage. My son and I have a thriving practice there. We take care of people of all ages. Uh, we're loving it. We're uh, growing organically uh, by word of mouth. And that's the best kind of, of marketing you could have. And you could have your own show, just with the non-GMO in Iowa. Iowa. <laughs> so Iowa, that's the first time I met you. I was just blown away about, it is history. And if you read and you learn, you will make changes. Absolutely. And your website for? Uh, that's informedchoicewa.org, informedchoicewa.org. And any more websites for uh, information for people that you want to throw out there? Oh, uh, go to childrenshealthdefense.org. That's uh, Robert Kennedy Jr.'s fantastic organization. Mm-hmm. Woo! Party on. Yeah. All right. I'm excited. Life is good. Watch Join the High Wire Show. <laughs> yes. Watch high the High Wire Show. All right. Join us next week for more people, places, and activities that will lift your spirits. <laughs>